This week on Tonight We Marvel, it won't be a typical episode from us. We will be celebrating the life and legacy of Chadwick Boseman, who played King Chala, the Black Panther, in the MCU, whose life was lost far too early. We'll be discussing not just his role in the MCU, but his role as an actor in diversity and representation in film and what that means to the African-American audience. Chadwick, you may have played a superhero on camera, but what you were going through and what you did for all of your fans around the world proves that you truly are a real-life superhero. Thank you. We will miss you. Wakanda forever. Like you guys heard at the top of the show, uh, this is not going to be your uh, typical episode of Tonight We Marvel. Um, We do have a guest with us tonight, uh, Mr. John David. Uh, John David, thank you for coming on with us. We really appreciate it. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. We we, we just need uh, a perspective that is appropriate on this topic. Um, Most definitely. It's, you know, we're we're all comic book fans, or at at least uh, to some extent, if not comic book fans, then definitely MCU fans. And uh, there's so much gravity to all these characters and all the storytelling and Black Panther is no different. Uh, but Black Panther has a particular cultural impact that we as, I mean, just being honest, a handful of white guys are not going to be able to, <laughs> uh, are not going to be able to talk about at any appropriate length uh, because it just doesn't affect us in our lives the way that it does the black community and what it means to have a black superhero at the forefront, which is it, such groundbreaking cinema to begin with. Um, but now I, I wish we were able to do this Black Panther episode under different circumstances, uh, but we've uh, sadly lost Chadwick Boseman way too early. Um, and it's, it's heartbreaking to know what he was going through in his personal life. Uh, and it's heartbreaking to know that his life came to such an abrupt end, but the man never, uh, he, he never was public about it. He fought those battles privately and all the f- movies that he filmed, all the roles that he performed. Um, he went to go see sick children in the hospital uh, that had cancer knowing full well that he did too. Um, I mean, that that's, that's the hallmarks of a being hero. a real life superhero. Yeah. He really, he really was. Um, and I'm sure we never would have known these things if, if things had gone differently. I'm sure we would have, uh, I, I'm sure we would have told the story at some point. But to, to know that all of, to know that all of that awful, the, the chemo treatments and the, you know, the weight loss and people making fun of him when those pictures came out, like, oh, he lost all his muscle, he lost all his weight, never once thinking that, he may have been sick or that there's something may have been wrong. People just immediately ridiculed the man. And here we find out all of this. We find out what he was battling and now he lost his life far too soon. And that leaves an effect on, on all of his fans worldwide and not just the MCU. I mean, uh, the, 
the films that he's made, uh, the, the body of work that he's had behind him, the body of work that he had in front of him, things that were coming up for him, uh, is now unjustly and unfairly gone. Um, and I, I thought he was incredible uh, as Shala. I thought he was incredible in the other movies that he did. He played uh, Jackie Robinson and James yeah. Brown to yeah. uh, an, an incredible T. Like he sounded exactly like James Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he was, he, was just, he was just a great actor. And obviously for the purposes of our podcast and talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, especially now, I could not think of anyone else bringing King Chala to life. So here we sit again under unfortunate circumstances, having to have this conversation. But uh, I wanted uh, I wanted you, uh, John David, to to sort of take the floor here as as we begin. Um, when Black Panther as a film was announced, when that was first on Marvel's slate, I don't think any of us. Uh, really knew the kind of impact that it was going to have. Um, But again, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're seeing it from a different perspective. The impact that it had, did you anticipate how this would, how this would affect uh, like the, like black children with a superhero to look up to on screen? Like, is this, did you anticipate that happening or did this come like as a surprise with how the movie came together? Well, so like, like, bro, I am such a big comic book fan. Like, I knew as soon as, like, the rumor of Black Panther becoming, like, a role, mm-hmm. um, that it was going to impact. Because Black Panther is was one of the first heroes for the African-American community to where, like, that hero came from, like, a background of education and wealth and, like... Uh, structure and like that that role that movie it redefined what it was to be like african-american in our times now like yes i knew the impact was going to come from the movie but when they announced like the actor that was going to be playing t'challa i i got goosebumps one one of the first movies that I really really fell in love with was was James Brown, because <clears throat> he captured that role like so vividly, to the point to where like if if you would have read some of the articles about the role, like he never broke character at any time he was on set. He was so professional, and to T'Challa became Chadwick Boseman, like he empowered that character from from the time to, that he was given the role to the time that he left uh this earth with us and like he he never stopped being an inspiration to me me as a young black man and like the way that i influence those around me as well yeah i mean that's his his performance was so powerful he definitely brought he brought a lot to that role um i mean everything from the way he walked to uh, the 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 dialogue that was written for him like this he I, I like your point he literally became T'Challa they they were the same person I can't I can't think of someone else that has I, I couldn't place someone else in that role I mean he's just yeah the, the, the he became iconic almost instantly almost and, instantly I mean to your point to both of y'all's point like 
when you think about iconic roles like such as like Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man and you know Chris Evans playing Captain America, like Chadwick Boseman like was perfect. Like they will like it, it, it like they nailed it. And I think when they even announced it, like that. I mean, he was already at a, like a, one of the best actors at the time. Like, take the black part out of it. He's one of the strongest actors of our time at that point in time. And we knew before Black Panther was launched, like that casting was perfect and no one else was going to do it. And I think that's what makes this void now, this feeling, you know, of like, there's no one else that can do it this well. Listen, I mean, to, to comment on that, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I did, you know, no one has, John mentioned it, you mentioned it. Um, no one has, has sort of spoken about like any reservations they had upon hearing him cast in that role. Right. Mm-hmm. So like we, we see articles every day that pop up, like, you know, John Krasinski is going to come play, uh, you know, Reed Richards or whoever's going to pop up and do this. And we'll kind of corral it across each other. And more than likely a couple people are kind of like, Oh no, you know, but like, yeah. I feel like you're getting like a resounding, like everyone saw this cast and they were like, yep. Like a- absolutely no question about it. Yeah. Which is a really kind of cool thing to, to see. Absolutely. One of the only superhero fans are so picky too. Um, and it was one of the only. <laughs> you don't resound- say. Yeah, really? Yeah. Uh, really, one of the only resounding yeses from the entire comic book community of, yes, absolutely the perfect casting decision. Yeah. And look, I, I think um, just as much as the fan base was excited to see Chadwick Boseman cast in this role, I think Chadwick Boseman was just as excited to take on the role. Um, some of the things that I've read post his passing that really stuck with me was, you know, at a young age, he was given the opportunity to play a role in a, in a soap opera that, that really portrayed African-Americans in a negative light. It was very stereotypical. And about a week into him being in that role, he stepped back from it because he didn't want that as part of his manifesto. And oddly enough, that actually opened the door for, for Michael B. Jordan, who took that role. And then, you know, oddly enough, they too share the, share the screen in Black Panther, but the, the fact that my, the fact that Chadwick Boseman wanted to take on roles that he knew was going to empower individuals, um, you know, whether it be Black Panther, whether it be Jackie Robinson, that, that spoke so much about his character. And I'm not sure that that was highlighted enough prior to him passing. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's that's something that I noticed uh, as well. You, A lot of times, especially when it's a public figure, uh, like a celebrity, uh, for whatever reason, people like to wait until they pass away, till they're not here anymore. And then they start talking about all these great things that they did and giving them all of this, this praise that sh- should have been given to them during their career, like as these projects are coming out. Um, and I, I don't necessarily think that um, Chadwick Boseman falls in that particular category, but uh, I, I haven't seen any piece of work that he has done that I have disliked or that I felt that he could have uh, done differently or made a different choice in this scene over this one. Or, uh, I mean, he was legitimately a consummate professional. He buried himself in every role he did and everything that he did, he brought to this, this incredible enthusiasm you could feel through the screen. I mean, he was really a a very gifted, a very gifted actor. 
uh, and again, it's uh, like I said, I wish we were having these conversations under different circumstances. Um, he's a big loss, not just to the MCU, but uh, I mean, just to filmmaking, to Hollywood. He, uh, I remember reading an uh, interview, it was actually a video with it too. Uh, he was talking about, uh, he, he graduated in uh, directing. He wanted to be a film director. Um, and that, I, don't, I don't know if he's ever actually directed a film uh, of any kind, but that, that would have been, imagine seeing a, a piece directed by Chadwick. Uh, and maybe he acted in it, maybe not. Maybe he produced it, maybe not. But I would have loved to have seen his directing style. You know, I would have loved to have seen what kind of film he'd have made. Um, just a, a lot of a lot of heartbreaking uh, what ifs there. But um, circling back, yeah, that, was, that yeah. was something I didn't know actually, Brett. Um, yeah, you know, I was yeah. looking at his I was looking at his Twitter um, the other day, and director is actually in his bio. And um, oh, great. I was trying. I was trying to scour the internet to see if there was anything that he had director credits on. I, I couldn't find anything personally, but um, you know, perhaps that was something in his pipeline of, of work that he wanted to eventually do something like that. And I could have only imagined, um, you know, if he was so intentional with the roles that he took, right. Exactly. What type of work he would be curating as a director. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I think that's what excited me about that prospect too. Yeah, Nathan, yeah. on that on that director's front, I just wanted to say that he has actually like produced and co-produced a couple of things like in his last few years. And I think that based on some stuff that I've read from Ryan Coogler, uh, director of Black Panther, that I, I find that he was taking maybe his like first sort of strides in trying to feel out what that role and what that sort of like, you know, deity of being that figure on set. I think that he kind of like in some ways shared that with Ryan um, through a lot of their dialogue that, that Ryan has since shared since since his passing. I think that that was kind of like, like you said, that was like literally right next on his radar. I wanted to uh, point one thing out too, while we're on the topic of his Twitter, um, the, the tweet that was announcing his passing from his Twitter account is the most liked tweet ever with currently 7.5 million likes. Wow. That's yeah, so awesome. that, that was the tweet like, and I'm not a person who really gets on Twitter at all, but that was, that was the tweet that like, I wished more than anything was one of those, like I got hacked stunts. Like the, yeah. to tell you how many times, like I, I clicked out and like closed that application and reopened that page for it to be taken down was ridiculous. Like the, and it, it's funny cause me, me and my father were actually speaking like the day before that about how intentional he was with his roles and how, how he wanted to make a staple for our, our community, not, and not just for the African-American community, but like young kids who are looking toward a hero that wants to like speak about peace and like the trading of ideas. Um, my, my dad actually compared him to like saying he was this generation's Sidney Poitier because he's so intentional with oh, his wow, roles yeah. and every role that he played and he was trying to make an impact. That, that's, that's a fantastic comparison actually. Yeah. That's, that's, that's tremendous. I mean, he, this, when, when you go back to, again, when we circle to the microcosm of what we're, what we're talking about with black Panther, I mean, that film, and you touched on it a little bit, John David, that, that film, it's a black man that is presented as royalty 
He comes from a background of technology and education um, and this nobility right off the bat. Um, and already that is breaking uh, this societal stereotypical norm that you would see oftentimes with African-Americans portrayed in media. Um, and it's the, the character of Black Panther itself, like <laughs> Chala's been breaking boundaries since the comic came out. I remember one of the very first uh, stories I ever read about Black Panther was uh, obviously the character was very intentionally made. It was the intention of having a superhero that the the children in the African-American community could look up to and say, that's our Superman. You know, that's, he, he looks like me and that's so important. And some publishers were like, uh, yeah, you know, it's just, there's, there's, there's not enough white people. We, we need, we need some more, we need some more white people to appeal more to the masses. Hmm. So they were like, Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? No problem. And the next issue of black Panther that came out after that was black Panther versus the KKK. And he was whooping the KKK's ass the entire comic. And I loved that statement <laughs> there um, that, you know, we're, we're not going to, we're not just going to satiate uh, the fact that you think uh, by whitewashing this comic that's specifically intended for the black audience, that it's going to what get more viewers ship, get, get some more people are going to buy the comic, whatever, whatever capitalist idea was behind that. Uh, I like the fact that the, those guns were stuck to. And, and I mean, Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Brett. No, no, I'd, I'd like the fact that those guns were stuck to, and it became such an iconic character that then was translated into film and was blessed enough to have someone like Chadwick take that role and immortalize it in, uh, in my opinion, the, the most perfect way it possibly could have been. Yeah, just think about like how far in it, like, so Stanley and Jack Kirby, like, monikered the name Black, Black Panther. Like, this was before, you know, the Black Panther organization existed and like using that name is just so powerful they could have they could have, like you said Brett, they could have whitewashed it they could have they could have made it easier to digest for white america but to use that powerful and like you said coming from royalty it was the first like african hero like it wasn't like a guy like luke cage like that was from the you know from the bronx and like lower class and like got all this like he was already established. And now with all the superpower and super intelligence and everything else, like he set the stage for like, like just, it was the perfect comic at a perfect time. And I'll be honest with you, my, one of my best friends, Caleb, when it was announced that Black Panther was going to be a part of the MCU, like he cried, like that was his comic. Like, like how I am about X-Men is how he is about Black Panther. And like, he was like, this is monumental. And and I think like you said, and we were asking kind of John David about it as well, is like when that movie was announced and the casting of Chadwick was announced, like like for us, it was like, oh, cool, Black Panther, great hero, great casting, great this. But just to see the Black community go, like get that excited, like vicariously made me just like, this is a big deal. And now with, you know, the sudden passing of Chadwick, like it, 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 it's just a terrible loss, but it's also shows you the legacy and how black Panther is going to go further and how much more lives it's going to change. And, and thank God we got, shut up, Siri. 
uh, <laughs> but uh, but like how it's more like this is just the beginning, and it was almost pl- like he became T'Challa, and like he's created now this foundation that is going to change the world. And it's already started, but I what's going to happen with Black Panther, but not like the movies, but the character and how it inspires culture. Like it, there's no going backwards. Uh, John David, do you have um, like younger family members, uh, like children, uh, sons, daughters, nephews, nieces, whatever, uh, that looked up to Black Panther in, in that way? Cause you know, we can, we can look at Black Panther and see the character and we could look at Chala and see the character and we could look at Chadwick and see the man. Right. Uh, but there's, it's totally different through a child's eyes, like growing up and idolizing uh, Batman or Superman or, or, or whatever Captain America, Iron Man is, is, is different because you know, all of these superheroes for years since the forties and fifties, so many of these superheroes are all just white dudes Superman's an alien and he's still like a square jawed white dude, you know? So yeah. you have, you have children that now can see like, yes, this, he looks just like me. Like he looks like my dad. He looks like my uncle. He looks like my family. Like this is a representation of me. So you can really only see that through like the, the eyes of a child. Do you have children in your family that looked up to Black Panther like that, that saw that character oh. in that light? Most definitely. And it, it wasn't just like, like relatives. It was just like, like kids of, of like friends of mine, like peers that I, that like I have, cause I consider myself still a kid. Cause as much as I like involve myself in all of this, but the, and the hardest thing with the passing is to like have to tell that child that, you know, yeah. this, this hero is, is, is alive still within you, but like, we, we can never go and like sit down and possibly watch a movie with Chadwick Boseman. But like be, these, these are conversations that, that we as, as parents and adults and teachers and educators have to be prepared to have with being able to recognize and, and point out the strength that this, this man showed for this role, the, the the way that he brought so many people together and constantly reminding them that hey this person looks like you this man wasn't just royalty in this role this man was royalty every day and everything that he has done he has paved the way for for you to make even more growth than he did so it it's definitely a motivational conversation but to have to go to your to your kid or your little brother and say like, Hey man, like we got to chat. Yeah. Is so tough. was just the yeah. hardest thing. Yeah. It's, that's awful, man. I, I couldn't imagine even how to, how would I even approach that conversation? Um, I, I guess the, the best thing about the having this, this character on the silver screen, right? He's Chadwick's work as black Panther is immortalized forever. Right. So Chadwick might not be around anymore, but these films will be, and these, these, these films are immortalized forever. So we're, we're, the world is robbed of seeing what the future could hold with, with Chadwick as Chala and Black Panther, but you can always go back and see that work. So he'll, he'll constantly remain there. You know, it's, 
man, it's, it's hard for me to talk about, you know, because it's, I, I loved the film, but again, like I talked about before, it, it doesn't have the kind of cultural impact on me that it has on others because I, I just so many white superheroes. I never identified with superheroes growing up and you don't, a lot of times you don't, you don't think of it. You're like, Oh, that's right. There really isn't this kind of uh, black representation, but now there's black Panther, like middle Eastern representation. We know that Miss Marvel is coming up soon. And um, mm-hmm. you, you take some of these things for, for granted. Uh, you'd, you'd like to think that there's, multicultural representation across all forms of media, especially something that's so inclusive as the comic book community. And it's, it's very surprising that it's not. Um, and that actually brings me to the, the next topic that I wanted to talk about here. Um, the, the loss of Chadwick Boseman and obviously how this changes the, the future of Black Panther as a whole, but with everything that's going on right now in our society, everything that's going on right now with Black Lives Matter and uh, the, the movement of this nation to move towards true change, how important do you look at an, an icon like Black Panther? And what lessons can we all take from, even though we, we've lost Chadwick, now it's sort of shined a light again on this character and what he represented. What lessons can we take from, from this, looking at this movement for, uh, for equality and for change? How does that relate to itself? I feel like, especially now in this climate, there's definitely a message here. I, I think the strongest message that like, he gave us is, like, really, there, there is so much power that one person can hold. And like sitting sitting down like and just allowing like these injustices to happen and continue to happen is is not going to to be tolerated anymore um you'll like you you saw like how what happened when when black panther came out that first time like everyone was rushing to the theaters and not just like rushing like you would you would see people going to see this movie multiple times and, yes, over and over that's yet. when yeah, that's when, honestly, like, personally, that fear of forcing my my race on people was gone. Yeah. It, it was more comfortable in, in my workspace, in my, in my at-home area, in, in my schooling, to be African-American and proud of that. So the message that, that came from this movie has taught me, like, yo, like, it's okay to be who I am. And if someone has a problem with that, then, then we going to sit down and we're going to have a talk because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we, we just can't let, let this shit keep going the way it's been going. Right. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I wanted to comment on that too. So like, you know, everybody in inside of this chat right here is super diehard MCU and you know, we're, we're day one's first showing available for any MCU movie that comes out. Absolutely. Yeah. And and when when Black Panther was coming out, you know, trailers that led up, plot leaks that came out, you know, it's not a story that's super original, right? We've always we've seen struggle to find oneself and have to overcome this, you know, past friend but now a villain and you know, there's this external conflict that represents internal conflict. You know, the story is is as old as time and it was executed very well visually with, by Ryan Coogler, but the, you know, the movie itself and the plot wasn't anything we haven't seen before. 
So yeah. I went into the I went into the movie and I you know saw and I was like that was that was pretty good, but when I left the movie and I saw how excited everyone around me was, especially uh, individuals in the black community. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I can pinpoint that exact day in my life where it was an eye opening moment. Like holy shit, this is this is bigger than just an MCU movie. You know, like this Absolutely. this means more to individuals life and and is such a cultural impact for people that it goes far beyond just setting up Black Panther's introduction for Infinity War. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's more than just this mile marker in the MCU. It's an actual gateway for individuals to be able to identify with something that's that's bigger than just one individual person. To to me that was that was crazy. I mean I didn't I, I walked into the theater with one mentality and I walked out with a, with a totally different one. I mean, just think about it, Nate. Like, as soon as that movie released, it wasn't about handshakes or hugs. It was Wakanda forever. Like, it was like everybody was doing that. Like, that sense of pride and just, it was just dope. Like, it was, it was, it yeah. was just a cool mm-hmm. way of approaching it. And it got everybody, like, Oh, I want to do Wakanda forever. I want to do like like that, <laughs> yeah. that it, like it, like I know exactly how you feel. I remember going to see that movie and and having the same thing. Like I went with my friend, and I knew it was gonna be good. Like I knew it was gonna be a good movie. Marvel really doesn't put out a lot of crap, so I was excited. Day you know first weekend out, let's watch it. And walking out of the theater, the energy of like representation and being excited and being relatable to the character was just like like goosebumps it was like this is much bigger than an mcu movie yeah and you know in our tiny little cities that are you know new orleans suburbia or or baton rouge you know such a microcosm to the u.s and to the world so the fact that we got that feeling in in our little microcosm really kind of shows how much of a global impact this was going to have and i remember in our group chat we were talking about the box office numbers for this movie and it very very quickly got you know over a billion dollars in box office like surprisingly fast yeah. and it was just it was just more eye opening moments like man this is not only cultural impact at its finest but JD you mentioned it people are going to see this movie two three four five times yeah you know not maybe not even because they like the movie itself you know like it's a good movie, but like you go because it gives you this this awesome feeling, right? It's it's like this it's like this weird joy that comes from, you know, this three hour spurt of not being in your house, and you leave with such pride and, uh, you know, drive, that it was it was almost it's almost like you wanted to experience that as much as possible. You know, it's Nate, literally the feeling uh, of just being seen. Yeah. yeah. I, I was I was going to chime in there and say that Jason and Nathan hit on this point quite a bit. Like Jason, you we we kind of laughed about you know how when you walk out you're like everybody just wants to do Wakanda forever and do the dance and like it's being a part of something that's unique but also culturally significant. And I think to bring things back to Chadwick, um, the reason that that in particular stood out to me is um, the fight scene near the beginning of the film um, where he's sort of being challenged or he's challenging Mbaku um, in the fight that they have uh, over the waterfall landscape. I'm sure y'all can picture it. Um, but when that scene was was transpiring and then eventually this sort of trickled into later scenes in the film um you know the atmosphere on set 
according to Ryan and, and largely to Chadwick, I read this in a couple of different locations. He just, the atmosphere was very like tense. It was very hostile and it was, you know, setting the stage for a battle. Um, but Chad told Ryan, he was like, you know, why does everyone look so stiff? Why does everyone look so stoic and, and rigid? Like, that's, that's not what we're here to do. Like, can we dance a little bit? And then Ryan just kind of like at first was like, like what, like what, why, like where's your head at with that? Show me what you mean. Um, and then he's like, yeah, like let's, let's just put some energy in this and see how it feels. Um, and I mean, you go watch that back now and watch like sort of like their battle cries and they're, you know, preparing for anything in the film. And it's like, it adds such significance, not only culturally, but just, just, you wouldn't picture that scene the same had that not been the case. And that was, that was a touch from Chadwick, you know, and a, another piece mm. that, that he brought specifically was, I'm sure you guys remember, cause it was, it was, God, it was probably quoted like a Drake lyric afterwards, but when Killmonger has the line about uh, not wanting to be buried in Wakanda, right? Like about how um, he would rather be thrown to sea and killed. I want to get the direct line. He says, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage. That was also a Chadwick piece um, that essentially Ryan's idea was to just have him be buried in Wakanda and, you know, allow him to live and pass with his people. And he was like, I feel like this character that we're envisioning would, would not want that. Like he would want to continue to rebel against a cause that he believed was, was righteous and believed was, you know, necessary. And I think that again speaks to how much Chadwick specifically was able to tie all this in to a piece that, you know, he knew was bigger than himself and, and bigger than anybody on that set. You know, which I can't imagine how you can look that far into the future and that far into something that you're actively creating and know that it's going to make the impact that it's going to make. Um, and also to, 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 to be a leader in that process. I, I, I don't know what kind of headspace you have to be in for that, but I, I can imagine that it's, it's unlike anything that Ryan or anyone on that set had ever been a part of. Absolutely. That's, I mean, very, very well put, Cody. That the, the man had that kind of foresight I mean, obviously, it's the what you see that he's done in his roles in the past, and what he's done with Black Panther. You, you, these touches, these these things that he brings to these roles, like whether it's staying in character the entire time, or whether it's suggesting uh, dialogue or change, like that kind of uh, in the moment foresight. I mean, he's he's just like a he's acting like a director. I mean, that's what that's what directors do, and he's got that he had such a mind for the film business. Uh, it's incredible to see what he was able to bring to it in the, the unfairly short time that he was there. To touch a little bit on what um, Nathan was talking about with uh, Black Panther being such a, and I like the term cultural milestone because I really think it, it, it really was. Uh, that film was put together uh, for $200 million budget. And they made seven times that budget off of the, the popularity of this film and the consistency of people going to the theaters to see this movie. Over $1.3 billion this movie made. And at the center of all of that was Chadwick's performance and the message that Black Panther as a hero brought through that entire film. Um, and that's the, again, the impact of that we're going to be feeling um, forever. And it's, again, like we talked about a minute ago, especially now with the way that our country is changing and these, uh, the, uh, truthfully, the revolution that we're putting forth now. Um, I feel like if there's any silver lining here, if there's any poetry uh, to take from Chadwick's passing, it's 
turning our focus, shining a light on this particular character and this, this hero uh, who has this background of, again, nobility and regality um, and is bringing that kind of class and strength and power. Um, and that's, I think the, the visual of that, the concept of that is, is beautiful. Yeah, Bob Iger wrote in his, uh, his biography that Black Panther is the most important film Disney has made in the last 20 years. Not Marvel, Disney. And I mean, that, wow. like, he, he said it was his most proud film that he's ever been a part of as CEO of Disney. And, he, and after reading the book, he was talking about, like, he remembers watching, like, one of the final edits of it, and he goes, this movie's going to change the world. And, uh, like it is and still will be. And, you know, even though Chadwick, you know, isn't here physically, but like his energy and spirit is going to be on the, the screen and inspiring millions of people afterwards. Absolutely. Um, uh, so, uh, John David, I do, I, I would like if, uh, if you had some, some closing thoughts for us here, but, uh, does anybody else have anything that they had wanted to say about, um, what Chadwick's performances and what his films have meant to you as a movie fan, as opposed to even just a comic book or MCU fan. Um, and, and, and what that, like what resonates or what will resonate with you uh, about him for the rest of your, your fandom. Yeah. For me, the first film I ever saw him in was Jackie and it, what impressed me the most about him as an actor was the fact that, not his lines, but how he carried, like he embodies the role. Like we talk about T'Challa, how he became that, how he absorbs the roles he's in and blurs the line of like, like becoming the actual character. And like, he is literally, he filmed 10 movies over four years, going through chemo, visiting kids, going through this illness that took his life and i mean you said it best earlier brett like this guy like has set a bar amongst his peers and he's acted with some of the best in the world and 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 just raised the bar over them and there's not another chadwick like that's not another you know he's a generational type talent that is just gone too soon and it's just, you know, I, I wish we appreciated him more. And I wish he would have known. I, I I wish people were talking more before, but I guess because of his death being so sudden, people thought they had a lifetime to give him that praise. And it just makes you, you know, kind of self-reflect on your personal life of there's probably people in your life that you probably need to tell them thank you every once in a while. So, yeah. No, that's perfectly put. Yeah, you, you you never know what the next 15 minutes brings, much less tomorrow. Um, and I, I think with as much as we love what he has done, um, and again, his, his body of work, um, the, the, larger, the larger message here is if, if you know someone that deserves praise, praise them. If you love someone, tell them. If you're proud of someone, tell them. Um, make sure that the the love and admiration and motivation is, is given to, to those that you feel deserve it. You know, you'll be, speak your truth there. 
because you you never know uh, if if you're going to have them tomorrow or not. Um, well, I mean, if if there's any like wrap up thoughts that I have, um, yeah. man, to number one, thank you for having me again. Like, I'm I'm so excited to be able to to kind of unpack all of this. Honestly, it's therapeutic because. Um, personally, I have yet to swallow the pill. Yeah. Um, like I'm I, there. I'm after after this. I'll probably get back on my phone and uh, open and close Twitter again to see if that was fake. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, man, to all all I can really say to him is thank you. Thank you for giving me, like, someone to look up to as as an actor myself. Someone who is passionate about about their craft. Thank you for giving gi- giving me that light in every day, um, and hopefully I'm giving some of that benevolence to other people in my in my life, and they feel as if like I'm living up or trying to go for that goal. If if you are a person out there who is who is a little bit lost and want feels left out or or not a part of something this is an actor who portrayed in every movie someone who gives a message that will welcome you chadwick was more than an actor he was a revolutionary for what he was doing and i i'm sad that he's gone but with with his leaving i i feel like he's left us a message a message that we need to to be more aware of than we've ever been um, in the past 200 years. And I hope that resonates with, with more than just the people that look like me. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you again, John David, for, for being here. We really do appreciate you coming on, man, and, uh, and giving us this perspective that we truthfully just couldn't, couldn't have. Um, uh, I think that's going to be it for uh, tonight. We marvel this week. Um, once again, uh, as as everybody has sort of stated in their own way, um, thank you to Chadwick Boseman and uh, his his career and his the legacy that he's left behind. Um, that that is immortality. Um, that is immortality, and in his work, he will live forever. Uh, Thank you guys, and we'll see you guys again next week.